Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Today's episode is brought to you by the Lost Lake Creamery, located in Mound in the Harbor District. If you're on the bike, it's off the Dakota Trail. If you're in the boat, it's on the north end of Cooks Bay. Just look for the Lost Lake Channel. Plenty of parking provided by the city. If you're by car, 5575 Shoreline Drive. Stop in, 24 flavors of hard-scooped ice cream, old-fashioned ice cream parlor. We're open for the season. Noon to 9 on the weekends, 2 to 9 during the week. Make sure to stop in and see us. Welcome back to the DK Project, episode 152. We're turning the corner, sports fans, and bringing in a new guest, zooming in from, where are you? Where are you currently? I am in Ontario, Canada. Ontario, Canada. Canada. So everything we're going to say, we're going to add A to the end of it. Right? Absolutely. That's your thing, right, A? (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) With us today is Lynn McEntee. She is just about got a few more arrows in her quiver than I do. She does a little bit of everything from radio to TV to helping out. And now we just were, we were just talking before we got on, on the, on the air here. And you've got something called Moksha that you were saying that you're helping out a a blind individual with a clothing company. Now explain to me what this is all about. First of all, welcome. Thanks for thanks for Welcome. showing the time. Right on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great to be here today. That's awesome. So so tell me a little bit about this. This is this is kind of your um it's not a hobby. It's a is it a business? You know, this is the thing. Um actually, so it's Moksha Canada Foundation and it's very cool actually. I kind of connected with them about a year ago and the fellow that actually founded it, uh, he was originally from LA. Uh, long story short, his name's uh, Sunil Channon. Uh, really super cool guy. Really glad that I, I connected with him through, um, we were doing the Afro-Caribbean Festival last summer and such. Everybody had to kind of take it online, virtual, and some diversity festivals uh, sort of based out of Toronto region. But yeah, Moksha Canada Foundations, it's nonprofit. And so it has its um, hands in many different things, actually, from uh, many different fundraisers. And this one in particular is called Spotlight on Community. And we bridge people together and, you know, matters of the heart, basically. You know, yeah. we're talking about day-to-day life, and this one was accessibility that we're launching with. Um, and so interviewed, our first guest was uh, David Onley, a former lieutenant governor from nice. um, Ontario. Very super cool. He was also a reporter for City TV previous to that. And um, and then a gal from Detroit, actually, a bold blind beauty who's got her own company. Um, she is a, a blind woman herself. Um and connected her uh, as a guest uh, through another program I did, long story short, um, but also I Clothing Design. And that's a really super cool company as well. Um, it's Braille Clothing Line. And so it brought the three together. A Braille to Clothing Line. Right. You Tell know, me about this amazing? now. What separates a Braille Clothing Line from a non-Braille Clothing Line? Yeah, super cool. And having an opportunity to interview her, she was like just amazing. And David Olney as well, because we kind of crossed policy with the work that she's doing and accessibility. 
And so she was uh, just a gal out of Ryerson uh, University, just had a vision. Wow. Um, and how can I put this in a play? And we kind of talked about it. We thought, why has this never happened before, right? Um, what, is it, what, 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 what is it? What is a Braille clothing line? What, what does that yeah, mean? It's, it's beaded clothing so uh, blind um, and vision impaired people can read it through Braille. Um, so they're very, a lot so of like the sizes or something? Yeah, so even if you wanted to read uh, like small, medium, and large on the back of your shirt, as anybody would, um, yeah. uh, that's able to see uh, sight, uh, um, then they have this opportunity to read it as well and be a part of that um, living every day, right? I uh, think uh, at times I I have trouble reading the tags on my shirts because they come in a right. little small. <laughs> Absolutely microscopic. Right? And I learned it the hard way. <laughs> I got to put the damn thing on. Boy, that's super cool. And you're also working in TV and, and, and radio. Now you've you got know, a show coming up. What What's that all about? I do. This one's kind of cool. And this is um, a regional uh, theater company, um, Brantford, actually. They're doing a really great guy. He's a director, Martin Smith. Um, but he's put together with a few uh, professional voice actors and some community voice actors who maybe looking for experience at the same time. Um, a Sherlock Holmes uh, series just to kind of bring people online and engage them in the old audio drama stuff. Nice. Uh, so we're talking tonight, uh, Ichthy's uh, Theatre, I, as you would spell it, uh, T-C-H-Y. Um, is it, is it pre-recorded or are you doing it live? It was pre-recorded. Um, so yeah, that'll launch tonight at seven and that's kind of a shining light on them and us actually, but for the theater to raise funds during COVID times. Right. Wow. So, but, uh, yeah. Sherlock Holmes and really great people like yourself. You get to hang out, um, just be and play with it and, you know, do all these neat things. So is together. there a, is it a series or is it just like a, th- a theater thing yeah. where there's one play and that's it? Yeah, no, there is a series for these. Um, there was one already prior to that, and I kind of jumped in for this one, and I'll jump in for the next one. And uh, this one's uh, the problem with the Thor Bridge. Well. Everybody follows Sherlock Holmes, so that'll be really yeah. And Just is it on radio, or can people find it online? They can actually um, Beanpot, um, so that'll be uh, as well, um, and also YouTube, YouTube. So. Nice. Yeah. How cool is that? I uh, yeah. it just I'm I'm available if they need someone for the next one to play the. Right. Uh, non-Sherlock Holmes sounding guy. <laughs> so where, where, are you, where are you from originally? You're not originally from Canada, are you? Oh, interesting you asked that. Um, you know, I was born in Edinburgh years uh, and I've been here all my life. Um, but I have had people ask me that before. Um, yeah. Because you're still Edinburgh, carrying a little accent there. Isn't that cool? Isn't that really neat? You know, um, it's funny because I have a I have a guy that uh, turned our soccer program here around locally for our high school and our our rec leagues. And he's been here for like 20 years and he still talks Mm -hmm. like he just got here yesterday. And I'm like, (laughs) how does that work? Like you don't lose the accent. Like if you stay here long enough, you should pick hours up. But yeah, it's kind of weird, but that's kind of the same thing. huh? And I imagine in your line of work, that may benefit you, right? You know what? It, it totally does. And uh, it's funny you had mentioned that because I had international students mention that to me. They would often ask when teaching English, like, hey, you know, where are you from? And I thought, oh, that inflection, I guess, from my folks, right? Yeah. Um, but it does come in handy when you're doing, um, you know, as you said, you know, this kind of work. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's nice. You can incorporate it where you can. What kind of yeah. stuff are you finding is your sweet spot in the voiceover world? You know what? Um, 
right now I'm doing an audio book. Um, it hasn't been, you know, not announced yet, but uh, the fellow's actually just put a put on hold for a little bit, uh, just figuring out the next steps of where he wants to take it. Um, so I, I do find that one uh, a longer process. I prefer the uh, immediate, um, you know, the gigs um, and a quick gigs kind of stuff. Yeah. And keeps it rolling. Is that your first audio book? Uh, it would be my second actually, but, um, the other one, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was in some, I guess, uh, legal things in terms of the, uh, not myself, but in terms of the people we did it for. So, wow. yeah, that kind of, got up. yeah. So that's a long yeah, process. I, um, is. I, I've bid on a, I've bid on a few of them, um, but not like anything, you know, more like, a almost a manual or just a short, you know, hundred, hundred pager or something like that. I could do that, but you get yourself a, yeah. a real book. Oh man, I don't think I could do oh, it. I totally get it. Yeah, for sure. And that's a, it's a painstaking process. Right? How it's long a, is it? Uh, how big of a book is it? I'm, you know, it's probably, I don't know. Um, I guess it's hard to say. I'm just going to see Zeddy name right now. It's like, um, it's a, it's a good size. It's a medium size. Uh, yeah. be, like if you put it into a play at least uh, an hour and a half. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. How, how long did it take you to record it? Uh, still uh, sort of in the process. So it's really, it's kind of interesting because this is um, a 10 year in the making for him and to release that baby out into the, the world is really interesting, you know, as you yeah. know, in terms of the creation of things. Um, and so we're, it's, it's really painstaking to start. Um, we're kind of really only about, I'd say maybe uh, 20%, 30% in. Wow. Yeah, we kind of, re, yeah, regrouped and stuff and it's neat. It's um, like, you know, yeah. I'm really well, I don't know. To, a lot of people uh, don't, understand that whole process and that, you know, and I even see it in my, my explainer and my narration and, and my shorter form stuff that people are like, well, you get X amount per hour and it's only an hour and a half, you know, and, and, and it just does, it takes a lot longer. Cause there's, there's editing, there's, there's, there's flow, you know, oh my gosh, it's just a huge process. And I don't, you know, there's people that do it and they're great at it and they can just cruise through it. But I, you know, I follow a lot of comedians and one particular yeah. comedian I follow, he decided to read his own and it's just like, mm. Oh, you know, it wasn't horrible, <laughs> but like, if you're at all knowledgeable of that industry, it's like, wait a minute, spend the money, buddy. Right. But I guess there's some uh, piece to it where it's kind of neat that he's doing it. So you're hearing it in his own voice. Um, totally. Yeah, actually, yeah. I know two comedians that did their own book um, mm -hmm. and the one kind of went off and ad-libbed as he was going. So it wasn't even all book. It was, he interjected some of his own nonsense, which, Hey, power to more bang for the buck, which is right? great. But how long have you been doing voiceover? You know, I'd say a good solid, uh, 20 years now. So wow. I'm kind of back. Yeah. I, I kind of back burnered. Um, it forbids, so I'd say maybe 15 more solid, but yeah. How, uh, how did yeah. you get started? Um, you know, it was dabbling around teaching international students, actually. Um, yeah. Um, requiring to uh, create language tapes. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I love that. That was, yeah, it's awesome. And now um, they do that and, and they're turning it into AI so that they can replace us all. Yes. With right. the robotic voices. I just had somebody <laughs> on yesterday who was telling me that they, uh, they've subscribed. He's a writer and he subscribed to uh -huh. a, a program that will take a whole podcast or take, their book and they'll put it into an audio version, but it's all like, you know, they, they pay someone like you or I minimal money. They don't pay anything, but, um, just to say words and then they take it, put all those words together. And I'm like, well, how does that work? There's no, there's no structure. There's no flow. There's no, you know, so it's kind of funny. Cause it's really, 
uh, a lot of people listen to books on tape or, or uh, recordings like that, and they just don't know how crazy it is. So you didn't start with long stuff. You started with more short type uh, commercials. Have you done any big uh, commercials? <laughs> You know what I have? I've sort of just done more um, uh, bed and breakfast commercials and um, uh, wellness products, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, yeah, that's um, kind of that that style of voice that they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. So, is, that your, is that your primary income? Like, is that what you do for a job? Um, I actually I'm mixing right now. Uh, so, yes, um, I'm trying. I'd say yes. Uh, but I'm also doing other stuff on the side. Uh, English. Uh, so I'll host international students in the summertime. Yeah. You're still doing that. Yeah. And, and wow. pre-pandemic. Right. Yeah. Um, so and then just other stuff in the community and like really stay in touch with, um, you know, food compromised, you know, groups where you can kind of support other individuals and kind of keep my hand in life right yeah um, so and as i think i heard um was andrea the other day i was listening to her speaking just about that connection and all these different things you do oh. right and as you brought to the table right yeah. and what you now offer to your audience is like wow amazing because of all of your life skills right well and uh, and, and she was uh wow she had a lot going on but you know it was interesting yeah. that you bring that up because i was just talking to someone about that and it's like and i don't you know my commute to work's like I don't know, four minutes if I take the long way. And, uh, and, you know, but for a lot of people who, you know, I live in a lake community where you got to drive through the lake to get somewhere. So you're 15 minutes from civilization. Um, I just happened to, you know, uh, office right in our little town, but, uh, you know, if you're a commuter and you got to go to an office, you do lose like two hours of your day just in commute. So just to think that you're basically gaining two hours by, by this pandemic forcing you to stay home. And I think a lot of people will end up staying home permanently uh, just because mm -hmm. they found a way to do it and they've made it work. Um, yeah. So it's really opened up a lot of avenues. And, and I think, you know, someone like yourself, you're able to do so many different things from home, be it, uh, you know, audiobooks or, or VO or helping out these, these local, uh, you know, uh, groups. It, it just, it just, it's really opened a whole new realm of, you know, possibility of what people can do. Um, mm -hmm. Are you finding mm -hmm. that uh, it's helping you or hurting you with, with what's going on? Actually, I should ask, how is uh, Canada now on the uh, pandemic? Are they getting right it under on, control? Right? Uh, you know what? It's taken off in uh, Ontario right now. It's um, taken a, an increase. Yeah. So um, people, everything's kind of locked down, depends on the region. Um, so, you know, uh, basic things like even just like dollar stores, for example, you can get part of the dollar store, but you can't go to the other part. Uh, right. One garden item, but not the other. We what? discovered that today. Yeah. Was, uh, so things like that. And um, people are just now starting, you can see it in their face and when they're, as they're navigating the way around and whether it be on, on the road, even for example, or in the grocery store, they're just kind of have that confused look of, Oh, you know, not really sure. Is this really happening again? Like a, a third wave. Cause I, I didn't follow it. It, it. Did you go through everything just like we did with the shutdown and then the, the masks? Yeah. Cause I know our governor just spoke. Uh, I'm in Minnesota and he just spoke and he's like, you know, May 28th or whatever, we're going to like, basically they're going to loosen everything up dramatically here in the next week. And then by like July 1st, there's no more masks. Yeah. It's wild. Eh? Um, and you're locking yeah, back down. Just, yeah. And that's why people were sort of speaking to, because we were doing really well and um, they think it's the variants and then people were coming in, you know, flying in right from other places. And but we still uh, can't come perhaps. there, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right. 
Yeah. So I think it's increasing, but in the same sense, uh, people are really getting vaccinated like crazy now. Um, I know certainly in the region that I'm in right now, really do an amazing job. And uh, even McLean's did a story on it recently, just this region and how well they've deployed it. Right? Wow. Yeah. Well, so, and, yeah. and I was just talking to somebody about that, you know, it, it, uh, it was such a press to, you know, for our president to get it out in a certain amount of time. And it's like, well, eventually, you know, it's going to spread like wildfire because it's obviously a good thing and, yeah. you know, people are going to figure it out and they've really, you know, got a system now where they're, they're really uh, vaccinating a lot of people every day. So uh, mm-hmm. It must be to the point where they're feeling comfortable enough to open up, but he watches the yeah. numbers, you know, and I yeah. don't know. It's so crazy, but it's really it's made it, it. it's made it an interesting world for people like yourself or myself where you, you know, I don't, I don't really expose myself to that many people on a daily basis, regardless, right. you know, right. but I think it's just good because all the kids like seniors in high school this year and, and, you know, they'll get to have a graduation ceremony and, and, you know, my daughter graduated last year and they have this weird thing that we had to watch on TV, you know, so just to get back to somewhat normal would just be nice because I really think people are ready, you know, people are ready. Although I was just in California and, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on out there. They should just wear masks forever. It's (laughs) something different there. I don't understand. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think, I think it's definitely time. Have you done any, uh, voiceover for, uh, COVID? Uh, like I've done some PSA kind of stuff, you know, wear a mask, that kind of thing. Have you got uh, any, you know, any business out of that? I have, but not uh, COVID related, but I guess, um, yeah, just kind of keeping it active as you were mentioning before, right? Um, is it bringing work in or isn't it? And totally, I'm finding I'm really busy in that regard, you know, yeah. well, which is kind of cool in many ways. And, you know, for someone uh, like when we first started, it was people just trying to figure out how to navigate um, Zoom for, you know, as you know, the work, not everybody, it's not their shtick, right? Yeah, right. Um, and, and so it's uh, sort of figuring that out and uh, the bumpy rides along the way. So we did a few productions and stuff online, Zoom, and it was, um, you know, it, it worked out okay, but it was at least putting it out there and trying, right? So, yeah, there is a lot of work. Um, and I guess it's just, I find the value in people like yourself, you get to hang together. And if that's the only way you can hang together, isn't that great? Because right. uh, everybody's going through something in life, you know, and um, it pulls people in. Well, maybe you um, just take... 30 minutes to an hour out of their day where they're not thinking about their commute or whatever their baloney is that's going on in their world. You know, yeah. that's, that's what we aim for. Although there's, I don't know, 7 million podcasts out there. That's the one thing that I, I really want the pandemic to go away. So these people go back to their real job, you know, like yeah. I, I'm a, I'm also a big real estate guy and, and you know, when the interest rates are low and houses are selling really fast, it's like, Okay, now they can go up and all these people who are novice investors and making a mess of everything, they can go back to their real jobs. And that's kind of the way it is with voiceover, in my opinion. I've been in it now for just outside of the pandemic. I've been in it for three or four years. And and just the influx of people that you're competing with now, because everybody goes out and buys a microphone and whatever, and now they're, you know, recording stuff. But, uh, you know, if you go out there and listen to some of these sites and some of these demos, it's like, whoa. You need to go back to your job at the, at the, at the you know, the factory or wherever it is. So it's, it's, it's been an interesting journey, but I know, um, I was just on a, uh, zoom training thing yesterday of, of, you know, all the different, you know, the businesses are growing and, and there's a lot of businesses that have flourished because of the pandemic. Um, you know, and I would say a lot of it in the voiceover world is, is there's a lot of these online auditioning sites that have really, you know, collected a lot of money because there's a lot of people giving it a run. 
which is great. Man. But I think it's time for them to go back to work now. Get back right. to their normal <laughs> deal. All right, gang, time to talk a little restoration. If you've been hit by fire, flooding, wind, hail, some kind of storm damage, give Grady Restoration a call. These guys are experts in the field of restoring, dealing with insurance companies, getting the project done. You want to deal with a top-shelf contractor who you know you can trust, who's going to show up and get the job done, not leave you with loose ends, extra bills. They're going to take care of everything. It's the crockpot of construction. Set it and forget it. They'll deal with the insurance company, the payments, everything will be handled. It'll be back to new before you know it. If you've been curious whether you have some damage or not, give them a call. They'll come out, complimentary consultation. They'll look at it and tell you if it's an insurance loss or not. Give them a call, 952-472-1570, or look them up on the web at GradyRestoration.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on the project. Hey, everybody, it's time to talk about Chong's Choice. You know Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong fame? Well, he's not just a comedian and actor. He's also an entrepreneur. Introducing Tommy Chong's newest line of cannabis products, Chong's Choice. These products are some of the best cannabis products grown by growers selected by Tommy Chong himself, along with his quality control team. If you're interested, go to TommyChong.com. Use the code TC-079K. And also, add the name DK Project to your order. You can also use the code to order merch, CBD, experience the nano CBD difference, feel it faster, feel it stronger, shop nano CBD, shop merchandise. There's all kinds of good stuff on the TommyChong.com website. What better place to get your cannabis products than from the master himself? TommyChong.com. Just make sure you add the DK Project as your order name and you're good to go. So are you doing any on-screen acting? Uh, yes. Um, uh, just working on something right now. Might be bringing that forward pretty soon. So Nice. Like a movie or a show or what? Uh, yes. Um, probably a little bit of a show. So, yeah. And so somebody is finishing the, the writing for that right now. And just, how, do you, how do you um, like that part of it? Because I know I'm behind the microphone because I don't like being in front of people. Oh. Somebody to yeah, mute their phone. Me. Being in front of people, um, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be behind the microphone where, you know, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me to talk to people or be in front of people, but a lot of people, uh, you know, you're either one or the other. A lot of people don't like to be in front of the audience and, you know, and like theater in front of an audience, you know, that's a big deal, but it does, it, does it bother you or are you just as comfortable either way? You know what I've, um, I, I think probably I've evolved in that way. I hope uh, in many regards, but I think I like all of it because, um, yeah, I just really feel you, you really evolve as a performer, right? Um, yeah. Because I was just speaking to someone the other day. There's an artist and then there's a performer. You know what? What's the difference? And I thought, oh, that's really cool. That's a, a great conversation to have. Um, right. You know, there are many people, right? And it's just, and that's true. And um, it's kind of like public speaking in many regards. Of, I, I believe that everybody has the ability to do it. Right. Um, I I, what did you figure I, out the difference between a performer and an artist is? Um, I guess um, they were indicating that they uh, it's the multitasking ability, I guess, you know, not just the triple threat kind of thing, but being able to do it all right. Like from producing to, you know, whichever to knowing all ends of it from A to Z and how to put a production online or um, or how to put yourself out there in a production. Right. right? And I, I totally get that. Know what they mean by that. Uh, they, they can see the difference. Um, they've been in the, the business for a bit. And I appreciate what they were saying. Like, hey, really pay attention to that, especially for um, a person just starting out. Don't just focus on the one area. Yeah. Um, you know, 
stage manage whatever it is that you need to do or uh, edit that piece uh, before it goes out. So you really get people who are working around you and with you rather than for you, in my opinion, right? There you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So right? I with this mind. piece that you're talking about, this uh, potential show, are they mm. filming that now? Can you guys go to set and film? No, no. So it's just a couple of things, uh, just pre-pandemic. And um, yeah, we were just kind of figuring out next steps. Man, so that's throwing a, that's throwing a wrench yeah. in everything. So so stuff that you were working on pre-pandemic, it's still out there. Just yeah. waiting to get clearance on it. Wow. Hoping so. And um, yeah, if and when, you know, I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, so then in the meantime, you kind of take other stuff as it comes at you that uh, you are able to do. Uh, like tonight, I'm doing a, a reading. Um, yeah, it's just a, they're testing it out. Um, they've done this. This is the second reading of a um, a play. Uh, yeah, it's uh, people teaching out of Sheridan, uh, Sheridan College. Um, and then another gal I've uh, used before for um, teaching young people's theater. So I just saw it. I actually posted it. Actually, it wasn't really sent to me. It was just, oh, you know, I want to be a part of that tonight. And so that's, again, working with other professionals and just kind of sitting in on them, doing the last run before they edit um, it. You know? Well, and do you think I, I, everybody's ready? I mean, uh, you know, but it's just, I got to believe that they're, they're, um, you know, chomping at the bit to just do anything performance wise. <laughs> and, and, you know, but, but you're not in front of people tonight, are you? That's just, uh, no, no, that's just, a, that's a hangout and a bunch of really, you know, group, neat group of people that are okay. very talented. Okay. Just that sort of brainstorming and having uh, a dramaturge. They're just kind of going over the piece and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of someone fine tuning it and saying, you know, this is, this is what we can, you know, take out or this is what. Is that a dramaturge? <laughs> what the hell is that? Uh, you know, it's just a, sort of um, a second pair of eyes, I guess, so to speak, or um, oh, yeah, devil's that. advocate. Dramaturge. <laughs> like that really sucks or, you know, you really want to. <laughs> Sounds like a homemade word to me. <laughs> Must be a Canadian thing, eh? I uh, <laughs> dramaturge. I'm going to mix it in. I'm going to mix it. In. <laughs> you got to be careful with which company you mix that in. Cause it could be a lot of different things. Huh. Too funny. So interesting. <laughs> so interesting. So tell me again where people can find that on online. Uh, uh, actually that's, oh, oh, that's another one. Oh, sorry. Um, so tonight the one that's recorded is uh, Ichthys and that's Ichthys theater productions. And that's out of Brantford, Ontario. And it's Sherlock Holmes. If they just typed in Sherlock Holmes, Brantford, Ontario, even they it would come up. How, what is it like an hour long deal? It's actually 30 minutes. Um, fast and furious kind of wow. thing. You know? Yeah. So, and again, the writer, he's great. He's done some funny pieces. He's generally a comedy writer, um, but he was asked to be a part of this with a, another voice actor, uh, Bruce Farley. Um, and so he decided to direct this, but normally Martin's doing his own comedy pieces and his own comedy writing. And he's yeah, like Bruce Farley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not Kevin. So he's right. Yeah. All right. So All right. Funny. Oh man, that's super cool. I'm going to check it out. I, I do you have any other ones of those on the horizon? Let's see. Uh, I do kind of, I'm actually just launching a, um, a multicultural radio thing. Um, that's kind of cool actually. So I have the Moksha Canada thing and you know what, it's just, it's funny how it all comes at once. Right. And you would know that it's like, Oh, it's either, yeah. you know, uh, really quiet. And then all of a sudden, right. So that's kind of what the, so is happening right old now, country radio. Uh, multicultural, uh, multicultural, so, I, I, completely yeah. different things. <laughs> I can do that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that one of these uh, online radio things? 
Uh, this is going to be through the University of Guelph, but um, the Guelph uh, Multicultural Center Festival. I used to work with them a few years back, and um, they kind of reached out to me because I host some of their events and said, would you be interested in um, hosting and with another person, um, co-hosting a radio hour, if you will, as a pilot project. And so we're just really? recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. And that's really it's cool. I That's on my list. I'm I'm. Radio is on my, on my list. I did a little morning radio way back five years ago and, uh, had a blast and, but it was an internet radio station and whatever. I don't want to get into that, but it's on the list. I'm trying desperately to find, you know, cause I've got some time I can allot to a radio show, um, but it's hard to find. It's, it's not an easy thing to tackle if you didn't grow up in the business, you know, but I know a lot of people and it'll happen. You know what? It certainly will, for sure. And, you know, hang on to that because you, I've got a great presence for sure. And I, I totally, and I often, um, um, like three, four years, that's, that's a lot of experience. Right. And sometimes it's just timing and yeah. you know, knocking. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so I well, and, and the beauty of it is, is that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I've got a couple of businesses that I run. So I, I I'm not, you know, I don't have to get rich off of it. I just want to do it. You know, which yeah, yeah. I would think from a corporate radio station perspective, that's a home run, you know, because everybody wants all this <laughs> money. It's like, I'm not worried about the money. I just want to do it. And yeah. uh, I think I'd have a blast with it. I'll, I'll I'll have a morning show on the radio one day. It's just. Uh, I'll guarantee you. It's a time. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I bet you you will, for sure. Because I, I do not have a face for TV. I'm a radio guy. Oh. <laughs> Anybody out there? Uh, are you listening? Yeah, exactly. Anyone? <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. No. <laughs> It's all good. It's, it's, it's fun. But so, uh, is that an ongoing project on the, on the radio, the multicultural thing? They're hoping so. So, um, yeah, I did it a few years back and I was sort of like just concentrated to one community group when I was teaching English. So we did Afghani radio hour, that kind of thing. And it was really super cool with young How people. Does that just work to- then? You highlight Afghani music? Yeah, Afghani music, Afghani culture, um, but in this case, it's all cultures uh, for this one. Wow! Um, and and uh, of course, you know, um, bass is English, but a uh, sharing. Um, it was really neat. A, a gal that was on last night um, was talking from West Africa and telling a story, and I thought, oh my gosh, um, she. I met her many years ago um, when she came to to Canada, but oh my gosh, she is just such a great storyteller. And it was just like you feel like you're right there with her. And I thought, you, you know, you're a voice that has to be heard. And really. Um, yeah, so I had a moment, and we had a moment to spend time with her, her telling her piece of childhood and celebrations, and it's just simply starting there, right? And yeah. Hanging in space with someone and wow. um, allowing whatever, like, you know, to happen in terms of the conversation, right? That's so, cool. Where can people hear but, that? Uh, that'll be actually through CFRU at uh, the University of Guelph. I'll put that out there, anyone listening. Uh, so CFRU, <laughs> <laughs> GDML, Multicultural Radio Show. And, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I um uh I have a friend who does uh I've drawn a blank for some reason the the radio intros and outros and what nice. what is that called why am I drawing a blank oh it's good you already said it so intros and outros yeah basically yeah. and and yeah. uh just to see her turn it on and go into that you know KCLD one oh seven da 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 it's pretty funny to see uh and it, it, uh, it takes a unique person to be able to rattle that stuff off quickly I I uh. I, I kind of like that, but that's so cool. You got a lot of stuff going on. You and Andrea, I'm telling you, you don't have time to hang out together. You're too busy doing stuff on your own. Damn. Well, that's funny. <laughs> do you, um, do you, what do you like doing best? Like if you had to pick, this is what I'm gonna do the rest of my life. What do you, what are you thinking? Um, you know, 
uh, this engagement uh, right here. Uh, so whether it be uh, through voice in some way, shape or form, yeah, you know, cause I, I think it's, um, as you know, it's real mental health actually for a lot of people. Right. And I think the calming of the voice and the, the beauty of using your voice and projecting, I love all of that. Um, so yeah. I like engagement, right? Oh man. Mm-hmm. So cool. What about, what about, I saw in your bio, you do, you do opera. Yeah, that's fairly recent. Actually, I, I backburned it a bit. Um, fairly and then recent? I <laughs> you just start doing that? No, you know, I I met him um, through the multicultural work that I was doing. I met a, uh, an older lady about maybe 15 years ago. And she said, you know, you know, let's, I, you have an interest in opera. And she was a Canadian opera singer. I didn't know because my parents came from Scotland. I came from Scotland. So I thought, oh, she's a Canadian opera singer. Really didn't know much about her and hung with her. And in this uh, really eccentric place and um, hung out in her space together. And she taught me some things. And I guess I just kind of backburnered it. Really? And, uh, yeah. And then this group um, in the, the region, they're uh, professional mixed with community as well. So you have an opportunity to fine tune your skills. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So it's community opera, if you will. But they're now uh, an inter-arts organization. So they've rebranded. Um, from VCO, Veracasa Opera, to Fuse, which is um, interdisciplinary uh, type arts. Wow. And that's going to help them moving forward. And they've just rebranded, actually. So um, it's tying in opera, whatever, you know, all kinds of disciplines. And and it's really people that are, you know, you think that can be really alienating for some, the opera world. And that's really what they're about is um, breaking down those barriers and making it accessible for everyone. And um, wow. just really is, it, is, it, is it as big as it once was like opera? Like I, you just, I, you just don't hear about it as much. Yeah. I mean, not that I heard about it a lot prior to this, but it just yeah. seems like it's more of a rarity to find. And maybe that's just the world I live in that, you know, I don't know. I don't follow opera, but is there you know a big what? demand for it? Is it, is it a th- like a thing? Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds think, so, you know, that sounds so <laughs> small. Is it a thing? Like a real thing? <laughs> Um, but like, is there demand? But you know what? How many people say that? Is that a thing? Right. Yeah. And, it's like, and that's um, the beauty of um, the draw for me was the um, the hipsters. Uh, right. It was really just really cool people not taking themselves seriously, um, but uh, the people around them. Right. Because, uh, you know, those kind of worlds and any, any kind of work that you do, people can take themselves too seriously. Right. Oh, for sure. And so <laughs> that I totally gravitated towards. I said, that's my thing. You know what? I want to work with these guys. Um, so because- but you'd have to find something like, like you can't go down to the local bar and do opera karaoke or anything like too funny. Like you yeah, can't go one- anywhere for that. Right. You know, that's so funny because uh, the one dude actually, he um, he actually, he's done that before. He's playing from fun- charity fundraisers in the bar with opera and it's, and it's just really um, people from all, all across. So that's a uh, different travel, crowd, I, I bet. <laughs> different. <laughs> Today, and, and, Tuesdays we got country night and Wednesdays are op- throwback opera night. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's kind of cool because there's, um, there's some really cool musicians, jazz musicians that you run into, want to be a part of the orchestra. Yeah. And they're, they're doing their own thing, you know, uh, outside of um, being uh, in this, uh, this orchestra, uh, sorry, the um, yeah, opera. Well, and I'm and just fascinated cool. by, you know, I, I've, I hate to keep bringing Andrea up, but she uh, played the violin, like people who can play that stuff at that level. Like uh, it's just amazing. You know, it, it really, cause it's not like, you're having aspirations of being in a band that your orchestra. And again, you're taking, you know, there's what 50 million bands out there. And then there's probably like a thousand orchestras, you know, I mean, it, it, you're just, whom you really are narrowing your field of options when you're playing yeah. an instrument, but it's such a beautiful, you know, uh, thing. And that's the same with opera. Like 
the voice is an instrument. And, and, and if you're playing or you're using it at, at a level where you're throwing up, I mean, damn, that's at the top of your game, but your game is, it's not a very big league. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because they're still trying to modernize it too. Right? And a couple of years ago, I ran into this really cool, uh, she's local actually, uh, she travels internationally. She's a conductor and la, 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 uh, long story short. Um, she thought, oh, I'm going to do this really super cool thing to try and engage the audience. And so she staged the um, Rite of Spring, which is an old um, piece from my um, you know, an opera. And then she said, I need actors. Um, so can you put some actors together for me to reenact the fight scene? Um, so we kind of, we did it in this space, uh, like really big space. And we did so well because we hadn't told the um, the audience, but uh, it was so well done that one of the audience members, a couple actually got up and started to leave because they thought it was a real situation where we're actually <laughs> fighting. <laughs> like, nice. So I thought, how cool bridging the two worlds, you know, of the yeah. unknowns to, yeah. Wow. So you That's never, one way to make pretty, it very realistic is not to tell anybody. Jeez. Right? Not Good. to tell anybody. Now, nowadays, that could go the wrong way real quick. <laughs> yeah. And we were right beside the audience and we were in the, the gowns and everything and fighting and, you know, real. it was awesome. And wow. so I'm really, um, yeah, she had the foresight to know that that was okay to kind of to pull that off. And so she, she does um, work in Hong Kong as well. And, you know, she might go up to Saskatchewan or somewhere else in the States. And so the world of the crossover is crazy with acting and voice work that you're, you're talking about. And there's opportunity there, I think in a lot of ways to um, kind of pull the circle in. Right. Um, yeah. And all of the work that we do, because uh, you're playing with your voice. Right. Um, yeah. Huh. And right. Very and how, how fun is that? Well, that's, that's just really it. And I think once I get, uh, Opera karaoke Wednesdays at my local bar. <laughs> Might have to take a take a poke at it. No, that would just be a train wreck. Um, but, but do you think do you think that um, the the theaters and the like? I think some of our theaters are actually opening. Like you can go to the theater now, um, mm-hmm. and some of our sporting events have people. I mean, it's just going to change everything so dramatically when they when they lift this that. People will be able to go out again and see the opera or see the, you know, uh, orchestra and this kind of thing. But, uh, you know, like, because I mean, zooming in orchestra has got to be just a club. You know, I had a buddy who his son uh, was like state band something. I don't even know they had state, but so he had to sit through a seven hour thing on Zoom for this band mm. thing for his kid. Oh, and I'm yikes. Like, I don't know if that's good or bad because if it wasn't Zoom, you'd have to be there, which means then you have to be there where this way at least you can kind of. You know, duck yeah. out for a second. No one's going to notice. <laughs> Very different, eh? Um, I was going to bring up drum corps. Being where you're from, you'd probably be familiar with drum corps. Oh, yeah. Um, or, yeah, so, right? So that's uh, that's sort of, it's so different, eh? Like, there you are right there, and it's like you're you're in the stadium, and, yep. you know, it's a and drum corps being very different from marching bands, right? But, right. Um, more, right? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, so and that, is that going. more of like a college-level thing, the drum corps? Drum Corps, I think it's becoming that, but it, um, it never used to be. A, a sort of, um, drum Corps used to be accessible for all kind of thing. Let's bring everybody in. And I think that came from the army, the regimentation of that and marching bands being very different and kind of, you know, uh, it has its own place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but Drum Corps being uh, starting with regimentation, but more moving into the artistic end of um, dance and that kind for of sure. thing. And flowing. Yeah. You and know, it's that, becoming and more. Speaking of drums, I was just in Costa Rica. And I yeah. uh, stayed at this resort and every day they had something different. And this one day, all of a sudden you just hear these drums, like loud drums, almost kettle, but not quite. 
And they, they were louder than anything else. So this like five piece band walks in and they're like a marching band kind of thing. But the drummer literally played for an hour at least, like never stopped. And, and he went with the songs and then he went on his own and then he went back to the songs. And I was just blown away. Like, like number one, I mean, I'm in the middle of nowhere at this resort. They're not getting like top level acts, but this guy literally, and I don't even know wrist wise arm. I don't know how you do that. But it's so funny to see someone who's so excellent at their craft and just out of a weird element, you know, you could be anywhere. And in the, you know, this drummer, it just blew me away. And I mean, obviously we're not talking orchestra level or or anything like that, but it it just made me think of it when you're like, you know, you're so good at that and and you're doing this. Like, I I know know, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is crazy. And it's like, you never know who you're sitting beside, right? And that yeah. I find just so incredible. And just what you said, it's like, wow, this guy's really good at drumming. And he's, you know, um, like I get that my uh, my husband uh, did drum corps and self-taught, right? And he, really good drummer. And I thought, oh my goodness. And that's what it was for. It was for youth at one time to be able to discover themselves, right? And um, and so maybe somebody who didn't have that experience, but now um, it's a bit of an alienation where they have a very specific, um, you know, you want to get in that program and, you know, you have to have a certain level. And I think that that's changed the face of that. Um, you know, instead of it being just neighborhood, um, building, you know, those skills up for people and it can be alienating and not accessible to so, all. Right. So the question is, if your husband's a drum corps guy, mm-hmm. what's the middle-aged drum corps? Like, what, what do you do with that? Like, is he still drumming? Mm-hmm. You know, he does actually, um, not as much as he used to, but for sure. The band are, you know, what's kind of funny is that I drum, um, I've drummed with him. Right. And just kind of picked up on that. And we haven't done it. You know, we don't do it late and you don't hang out. You just started it. Like I did. And that's from watching him and marching too myself. Right. And, uh, so I used to do, um, uh, you know, saber and, um, flag and rifle at the time, the, the wooden rifle. And sure. <laughs> Right. Oh, those skills come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you pick up a broom anywhere. Yeah, well, and, but drumming is not easy to do. But no, I guess if you have any musical sense, it may not be as difficult as it is for me, um, who yeah. has no musical sense at all. Um, but drumming is not easy to do. I mean, I may take a crack at the bongos, but drumming. Yeah. Come yeah, but like I said, you know, I guess, uh, who was it? Um, Buddy Rich, I guess, self-taught, eh? He didn't read music, but he was self-taught. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's, you know, it's great, actually, when someone can do that. Oh, for know? sure. I, I, so you and I think everybody walk around the neighborhood drumming? Right? Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, I mean, just drumming on the dashboard. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just awesome. And because it gets in your 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 soul, eh? your wow. your psyche and, and stuff. and. So hanging out in a space, you know, with someone like yourself and then the person's a drummer and then you're picking up the spoons and here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. That, that, you know, that, that really brings a different element to everything when you can just, you know, always rely on, well, we can always make music, you know, like we can always mess around with this. That's so cool. That's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, good for you. That's, that's cool. And if you have any video of you and your husband marching around the neighborhood in your drum corps outfits, that would be worth putting on the website. Too funny. <laughs> Highlight reel. Well, nice. Listen, Lynn, we got to wrap this up. We're running long. I um, I can't thank you enough for the time. You've been a real joy. I, I tell you, you've got a mm. lot going on, a lot of talent. Mm. I like it. I, I'm kind too. of excited to check this out tonight. Tell them one more time where they can find uh, your Sherlock Holmes preview or what would it be? It'd be the first run. 
Uh, yes, actually the the second one for this, and it's Ichthys, Ichthys, sorry, Ichthys Theatre Productions uh, in Brantford, Ontario, and you can catch it on YouTube and Beam, uh, Podbeam. Nice, nice, yeah. and we'll put the link to that in the in our show notes. Uh, so that you can check it out because it'll be out there on the interweb forever, I would imagine, once it uh, mm. once it goes out. And uh, and where can people find you? Are you active on social media, or where's your where's your sweet spot? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm restarted my Instagram actually. Um, I had a uh, Instagram account, but I've changed the name and restarted. So it's artist underscore Lynn L Y N N E. Thank you for asking. And for Facebook, it could be Lynn Mick. So L Y N N E and M small C. Aha. Uh-huh. So to me that way. Yeah. Did you have so a bad I falling to, out with your original Instagram profile? You know, there's, I'm promoting another show, uh, another group, and it was just a whole thing. Yeah. So I thought, oh. um, yeah. So, and that's, that's what cool. even for the, the Facebook uh, teaching at, at the time, I can have the crossover, right? Uh, so just, so people, uh, students wouldn't be searching me out that's all the cool. time, right? Yeah. Kind oh, of for sure. Yeah. Kind of I could backfire. Right. Yeah. So came in handy to, and it's still done. So. Awesome. Yeah, and I just want to compliment you. You're just awesome, and I, I just really uh, shout out to you and your, and your your program, and just your your style is really awesome. Oh, uh, truly, well, thank uh, you. a moment in time with you, and I really appreciate it. No, no, I, I, uh, you come back anytime. We can, uh, we can sit and okay. chat and uh, mix Canadian A's with uh, American <laughs> B's. We we don't have one of those, do we? I don't think so. Mm. Oh, you know, I, I you've got the A and you've got the Z. Yeah. Yeah, we got no. nothing. There, hmm. yeah. What are the same Florida? There's a, there's something in Florida. No, no. Okay, that there was. Florida. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't that's know. a good one. We'll no. table it. We'll table it until next, next time. time. That's your homework. <laughs> right on. Figure out what we have. I don't, I don't even know. Hot dish. There yeah. you go. We have you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much, Lynn. We will, uh, we will keep track of you, and we will be in touch again and see where it takes us. But until then, you take care of yourself and stay out of the pandemic's way. Will do. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.